Hey everyone and welcome back to the It's Good to Talk podcast brought to you by the Let's Chat YouTube channel. Uh, so this week we're going to be talking about uh, basically the idea of fitness and keeping fit and uh, how that affects your mental health, especially during lockdown. Uh, for those of you that are in the UK, uh, I think that's most of the viewership, although we do have a few Americans that aren't under the same restrictions, so it may not affect you the same way. But for a lot of us, we can't go to the gym right now. We can't do um, any kind of martial arts. We can't do any of that stuff because... It's not allowed. Can't go anywhere. I can't train anyone. I can't be trained by anybody. And it, it can be very annoying for those of those that have kind of built potentially mental uh, health around things like that. Um, but there we go. So we have today with us uh, Lee, who is um, a martial artist and fitness person. They've done a lot of different martial arts, Muay Thai, um, BJJ, and in fact, did a lot of tournaments as well. Uh, as well as that, I've also played quite a lot of rugby. Um, and so, you know, all sorts of different kind of sports and activities. And we're just going to be talking about what effect lockdown has had on us. Um, as always, please do like, comment and subscribe. It does just get us up in the analytics. I know we're not going to be um, going for Joe Rogan's uh, position here, but if you can just say hello, anything, that'd be great. So, um, Lee, how are you? I'm really well. Thanks for having me, Adam. I'm excited to be back. Good, good. Yes, um, those of you that have watched when we weren't independent in the old days, before we changed the, uh, uh, the channel name, Lee did come in to talk about um, her lupus as well. So we are welcoming Lee back. So um, I was saying there that you've had a background in um, BJJ, in rugby, um, in Muay Thai, and a few different things, quite active um, sports and active kind of um, fitness things. So um, how have you found it that you can't do anything now? Because obviously, I know that there was obviously other issues, health concerns as well, but that you've gone from being incredibly active, so, you know, taking part in tournaments taking part in in um, big competitions to then um, not even be allowed to go to the gym and do standard cardio you know a, a lot of us are restricted to going for runs and walks you know I have my row machine here that's about as much as I can do unless I'm going for a cycle you know it's really reduced from what we can do so how has that hit you when lockdowns kind of come in yeah, I would say it's been really tough. I think that uh, for me, I'm someone who, while I appreciate those who like to do the sort of like free running and overland type activities, um, I tend to reserve that for more like just my mental self-care, like if I'm going for a hike or something of that nature. But where I prefer to get kind of more structured fitness in, I do really enjoy a gym environment, right? Um, I like to track all my metrics. I like to have really exact figures. And, you know, a gym environment kind of allows me to do that, even with a fitness tracker, you know, like a Fitbit or something like that. There was just a lot more uh, structure and, and a little bit more uh, ability to do targeted exercises and things um, in a gym environment. And so for me personally, I really miss that. Uh, I think the other thing that really uh, hits me hard is like you were mentioning, you know, the lack of, you know, classes and kind of group activities to participate in as well. Um, you know, personally, the gym that I was attending, um, you know, has is run by a fantastic K1 kickboxer. I really miss my boxing class. I, I really, really miss that. Um, you know, I miss pad fitness. I miss weightlifting. I miss, you know, running and cycling and all of those sort of standard things. And I, I think that the response that I've kind of gotten from people is like, just go for a run, just go outside and go for a run. Yeah. But that that <laughs> personally isn't really kind of how my fitness regimen um, works and everyone has their own process and everyone has what's effective for them and what they're able to, to manage and allocate their own energies for. And for me, just kind of going out for a run through the nature reserve um, while pleasant, I generally reserve that for just having a personal walk or taking the dog out and not necessarily something as part of my fitness routine. Um, and so, you know, I know that here in the UK, everybody really hopped on board this whole, let's do home fitness and, you know, get out in those back gardens and things. Um, but then the weather turned and that got a lot more difficult for people to, <laughs> to make the time for, because it really just isn't um, ideal for a lot of people who might not have the space, um, either due to, you know, personal commitments or literally just the physical space might be absent, um, you know, either because they live in a flat or their garden isn't really particularly nice for that. Um, and so, yeah, and not having access to a gym, I think not only for myself, but for a lot of people around me that I know has actually impacted us pretty significantly. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting you say about um, people in flats, because um, obviously when these 
podcast started, I was in a um, three bed house and I'm about to move into um, another house in Long Island, things like that. But the interim, because I didn't think um, COVID was going to last that long because of when this started, I was like, oh, that'll be fine in six months. Um, I uh, just came into a flat to kind of as the in-between whilst I sorted out all the legal stuff to get the house bought. And so I'm in that position where I've got sandbag, I've got row machine stuff like that. But I actually worry because I used to do um, you know, workout at 12 o'clock at night. I'd go for, you know, go for a run, then I'd come back, do my workouts. And I didn't have to worry because there was no one else around. You know, it's, it's a house. If I'm worried about um, neighbours or something, I'm just going to go in further into the house. Whereas here, I'm in the middle of kind of three levels. So I can't do the rowing because they can hear. I'm sure, well, I don't know, but I'm, it feels like they can hear down, down um, beneath me. Um, when I'm doing sandbags, yeah, I can do chest press with a sandbag and I'm okay with that. But if I'm doing anything else with it, when I put it down, when I'm moving around, even shuffling, and it's like it's really gonna, it's really gonna be an issue. And, and especially I'm six foot two, and I have like a six foot ten um, arm span. So when I <laughs> push the sandbag up, I'm slightly concerned about if I hit the ceiling, they can hear me. And it's it, it can be a big issue, like you say, if you're in a flat, which a lot of people are, you know, just generally. Um, what happens to them because they're probably ones that you know would have gone to the gym. You know, students, for instance, students who are now stuck either stuck at home so they can't work out the same way they did or they're stuck in in halls that are actually open um are completely stuck because they would have had the university gym or the local gym to go to and they're kind of stuck and for students who have a lot of pressure on them already the kind of the add of the mental pressure because that's that's a release for a lot of us isn't it you know that's the that's the thing it's interesting as well you said um where people just gonna go oh go for a run yeah i mean the weird thing for me is i'm a marathon runner I like running. I enjoy it. Yeah, I am one of those people, guys. I'm, I'm sorry. There are some of us. We do exist. Um, I like running. You know, I do. I've done, um, you know, several day, 30-day um, marathon. Uh, sorry, 30-mile marathons. I'm planning um, later this year. It was going to be April, but, you know, later this year, I'll be doing 15 marathons in 15 days. I enjoy that, but that bores the fuck out of you. And that's all you can do. And it's like... I didn't used to talk to anyone at the gym, apart from one of the trainers who I knew because he was one of my old self-defense students. Um, and I was one of, and then he trained me. It was kind of, it saved us both money. We trained each other. Um, but like, he was the only one I talked to. I didn't really talk to anyone else, but it was the fact that people were there. It's just, it, there's an atmosphere that you get from other people being around and training other people as well for me. I can't, it's a, it's a slightly weird, um, slightly different feeling, but the actual training other people was a big part for me it was you know every every week we would we would get there if it was just the university it was still uh, two or three hours a week with students you know 10 15 students every time right let's get going and you had something there there was people around um and as you say the stuff for, for both me and you we're used to more kind of maybe team-based things um and it, it's so just draining when you're stuck in isolation anyway and i think this is the thing is people when you say you can't go to the gym people assume that you're only talking about fitness they just think oh well you just want to keep in shape it's like yeah but a lot of it is actually nothing to do with my fitness like it's it's not even necessarily needed for my fitness it's the fact that without that i'm stuck at home by myself now you you are slightly better off you have um you have your partner there um like i've got but but then i'm sure he can piss you off and every now and again so um very fair very fair <laughs> um hello lee's boyfriend um so, <laughs> and uh, for me like i'm by myself so what do you want to do oh go out for a run what so i'm still isolated like this is this assumption that if you go outside somehow that's now there's people around you like, well not they're not really you're still you're still a, a, a one person in in nothing there's nothing around you it's not like you're you're saying hello to everyone it's not a fucking uh, random village thing that you're just going oh hello yes evening yeah. you know it's not that kind <laughs> of thing it's you know i'm running into the countryside where i am so it's very strange it's a very different way of doing it i mean do you find that's the kind of the biggest issue for you that it's not it's it's not that it's an issue to be fitter or that it's um you know, doing the class, it's actually, it's the whole thing about, you know, you can't go to class, you can't hang out with other people, like even, because you said about boxing class, which I'm, I'm from your background, you're probably far better at, but that doesn't matter, the same as me as an instructor, it doesn't matter about that, it's the fact that you're with other people, you're hanging out, you're, you can do something you enjoy doing with people 
that are also there for the same reason. You know, it's it's not a kind of it's there's sort a of camaraderie there. There's camaraderie there. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. It's, mm-hmm. it's you know, especially because obviously BJJ, which pushes that into you. BJJ has that um, that thing. I mean, a lot of people have the traditions. A lot of martial arts have that tradition um, of of a family, but BJJ obviously has that whole you know, depending on the class you go to and the, the dojo you go to, you know, simple things like shaking hands at the beginning of class, which I've only ever done at a BJJ class. Um, so simple things like that, where you feel a bit more connected, um, which isn't always the, the case. And so that's just gone. Now it's just you, a dog and your partner, or just for me, it's, it's a teddy bear in the background, you know, it's and occasionally a dog. It's, it's, it's very, I don't want to say depressing because that word gets used way too much and it not properly, but it's, it's very, um, it's very grinding on your mental health over time because it's, it just slowly keeps reminding you that you can't be around anyone. Um, so, I mean, how has that kind of affected, can you think of a way that that's like specifically affected you at all? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I am new to the Southwest, and so, um, you know, like I grew up actually not far from where you live currently. And then uh, my mother's actually American. So uh, at one point, you know, we had moved back to the United States. I spent many years there as well. So I understand I don't sound quite like everyone else, no matter where I live. <laughs> but all of that aside, uh, when I moved here, one of the things that really helped connect me into the community here, right, was actually by going to the gym, attending classes and joining uh, the, the rugby club here. Right. So there were options for me um, to help integrate myself into these communities that I didn't really otherwise have a connection to. And you mentioned that, like, well, when you're at the gym, you're all there for the same reason. Right. It's something that you are all kind of collectively working towards and appreciating, even if you're all on your own individual journeys. And so that kind of allows you to know that there is one thing that you all have in common there. And it's that you're at the gym or it's that you're part of this team or that you're interested in in this particular sport or whatever it is. And so um, I think that enables people to feel connected in a way that you can't just get, like you said, running on your own. And so, you know, for me, not, for example, getting to come back this season right and and play with the girls and be training every week and have games every weekend you know that was huge because I literally saw them over half my week uh was spent with this group of ladies and you know then going into the gym in the interim in between on those off days um and as well as on days but um you know it's like well I had a different group of of friends and also the gym offers both like a cooperative and a competitive space so it kind of taps into different needs that you have um, you know, for as far as pushing yourself and and stretching, right, where you're comfortable with and things like that. And so to all of a sudden find yourself kind of stuck at home, isolated, in a bit of a, a stupor, um, that is a little bit complacent, even I think for the most well-disciplined person, um, because actually in those spaces, right, um, not that it's maliciously competitive, but just that it is slightly competitive. You know, you you see that person next to you when you're running sprints and you want to push yourself just that little bit harder. That's something that just happens in our brains. And so um, without that, uh, I definitely seen my connections, right, to a lot of the people that I had just met in those spaces deteriorate um, because despite sending a like over Facebook or, you know, a a message to say, how are you? The reality is, is that you can't mimic the camaraderie that you build in those sorts of competitive and cooperative spaces um, that happen while you're doing fitness or playing on a sports team or in a martial arts gym. Excuse me. So I think that without that, I personally have definitely seen some relationships deteriorate um, because simply the dynamic isn't the same. Um, as well as obviously like my fitness itself has suffered. Um, And, you know, obviously both of those things actually do have an impact on your mental health because so much of uh, what I combat, uh, I know you mentioned like when we'd done the lupus podcast is that like, I really suffer physically with this long-term illness. And so what I do to combat a lot of, of my issues with how I value myself is fitness, right? Is still continuing to be competitive in a way that I was very competitive before, right? And being able to generate that sort of value and self-worth often came from how well I was performing on the rugby pitch, right? How well I was competing, how often I went to the boxing gym, how many classes I did, how much I was pressing, like 
all of these different metrics that I was gaining through kind of that physical input and output are now missing. Um, and so just going for a run and is not enough. Just sending a Facebook message is not enough. And, and so suddenly I've lost that whole connection to this side of my community here um, during lockdown. And, you know, I'm sure everyone will be excited to, to come back together, but I don't think it'll be the same because we've lost all this time. Yeah, I mean, we, we've, it has been really kind of jarring for a lot of us. It's interesting you said about um, that, that community. And, uh, same thing, when I used to do um, my classes for the university, when I used to, to train them, we'd always go to the pub afterwards. It was, it was that kind of, it was that, that community. A lot of us didn't know each other at all beforehand. I mean, I was just the instructor. I was brought in a few years ago to train completely different people, but I was kept on as the instructor. And then we've had people that have literally got into relationships because they came along and they, two no, three relationships started in my in my classes, in my self-defense classes, which is awesome. But um, it's also then fun to tell them to hit each other. But um, <laughs> but uh, it's it's fun. And then you kind of, you know, it's it's from you doing that. And that was the whole point. You know, you, you okay, guys, we've been mean to each other. Let's go and have a drink. You know, let's, let's, let's chill out. But it, it gave you that chance of creating a community even further because you had that space. Um, and that the, the pub thing actually is, is interesting because um, I think a lot of people misunderstand, um, especially for people in the UK, about what the pub means. Because I think people just think, and, and because there's, it's a meme of like people just going out to get drunk. The problem is, is, especially in villages, in the same way that for me and you, our classes are where we hang out. For a lot of older people, especially, the pub is where you meet people. The pub is where you uh, you know, you could always, you go into any pub in the in the UK in a village, there's always one old guy in the corner. He'll barely talk to you, oh. but he is there because he can't stand being at home. And so it's the same thing is that for a lot of people that are in classes, you might have in your, you know, in your boxing um, class or in your Krav Maga class or in your spin class, whatever you're doing, there'll be one person that barely talks to anyone and they'll probably leave immediately, but they are actually there for a reason. I have the same thing. Um, when I'm teaching at university, there's always one or two people that don't really um, do the pub thing afterwards. They'll turn up on time, they'll do it, and then they'll go. But I've also talked to them separately, and it's such an, uh, no, because I'm like, are you actually enjoying it? Like, is there any, any issue? And they're like, no, 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 I, I really do. I just, you know, there's other anxieties. And they need that because it's actually a push for them. And it's, it's, so it's, it's very interesting about the, the need for that. Um, and like you say as well, with the, with the idea that um, there's self-worth from it, I get it as well, because the two things that follow me around is one is imposter syndrome I, I have OCD so imposter syndrome is, con is a continual um, kind of in intrusive thought into my head um, and uh, especially for, for say things like martial arts in that I'm always training I'm always training in something else or in the same thing I've done because I'm, I want to know that if something happens to me I can do what I'm expecting people I teach to do I can do other things you know I'm always making sure to go into classes to get my um different instructorships to get my training to get you know to train with people who i know could you know floor me because th that's the point you know i got a, a week after my um my my wedding a few years ago i i went to do a course and got severe concussion and that was actually a good thing people always think that's a bad thing but for me that was a good thing because it meant the people i was training with could fucking do it and it gave me the opportunity to keep going for things you know the guy was a former heavyweight moito champion so it's kind of my own fault for mucking about with him um but uh in don't ever if you're going up against someone who is a champion in their um system i don't care if you've done more than one system don't go into their system to try and beat them i should have used something different i didn't i was an idiot anyway um but it, it's a reinforcement it gives you that thing and also for me is my weight i used to be and I, i'm bigger than i want to be now because i think everyone is unless you've gone crazy like jack septicai um anyone that watches his gaming channels he went mental at the beginning of lockdown like a lot of people and then he's gone yeah, I haven't kept that up. I don't look that way anymore. But like, it's, I'm bigger than I, than I want to be, but I'm nowhere near what I used to be. I used to be like 20 odd stone, which is like what, 100, 130K, something like that. I'm sorry, mm -hmm. Europeans, I don't do kilograms. Um, and for America, it's like 290, uh, 280, 290 pounds. And um, that's what I used to be. So I'm constantly, same kind of thing. It's it's the reinforcement of, of wants. And people always forget that, even when you're doing something for fitness, you're not necessarily doing it just to be fit. You're doing it to kind of be fit so that it then has an effect on your mental health or something else. It reinforces the fact that, no, you're not an imposter. You, you do know this. Like, 
for, for anyone that hasn't watched this, um, watched one of my other podcasts, I've been training martial arts for 30 years. I've, my, my first belt was 1980, but there's still a thought in the back of my head because of my OCD of, you know, yeah, but what if it's not real? What if it, what, and you're like, what the fuck? Like you, you fought in tournaments. Somebody would have fucking said something by now. Like other martial artists that you've trained with, you, you'd have known by now, but there's still also a thought. But where, But if you're training all the time, those kind of go away because you're like no, no no i'm training i'm i'm doing this i'm i'm you know i'm i'm making sure of my own stuff and you feel it makes you feel so much better about yourself and takes away that bullshit thought that you might have in your head so it can be really difficult um and like you say reinforcing your own kind of stereotype of how you are and how you need to do it and we just don't have those those communities anymore and it's kind of broken down communities so you're saying that you don't think it's going to go back to that at all do you think then do you think people are going to try and so I think personally that gyms are going to be more overloaded than pubs when we go back. Mm, I agree with that. Um, because I think everyone's just going to know whether it's because of fitness or just, I need, I need to hang out. Others, oh, that guy that I used to see at the gym, let's be honest, a lot, a lot of people checking out at each other at the gym as well. So, um, but like everyone just kind of goes, Oh, let's, I, I want to go to the gym. I want to go to that, that class. I used to really enjoy it. And it could be things like, I mean, even think about fitness, but it depends on what you call about fitness as well. Cause yoga classes, Pilates classes, which are literally, I mean, yoga more than Pilates, but literally exists to make you feel better about yourself. Like that's why they're there. And you do them at the gym generally. Like some of them have separate classes, but you know, your, your, your local dojo, not dojo, your local gym probably has a yoga person. Um, and your local dojo probably has meditation built into what you're doing. They're all set there for something else. So if you, I mean, have you found a replacement for the more soft side of it? Because obviously we talked about, like the, com- the community basis for it and feeling better about ourselves. But what about the elements? Because I'm assuming they're the same kind of elements of mindfulness that we're built into what you're doing. Like for me, I'm a meditation um, teacher and I used to teach it and at the same time kind of get something out of it. And I can still meditate at home, but it's just not the same. There, there's, I shouldn't say that as someone that does that teaches meditation because you should just be like, oh yeah, no, I can go away in your brain, but I'm sorry, LA fucking yoga yoga studios that's not how it works and you fucking know that um that's, you need everyone's used to a certain way of doing things if you're used to being at home and doing that that's fine but for some of us that aren't it can be very difficult so how I many have you found a replacement for the mindfulness stuff or is that kind of an extra layer on top of everything else that's fucking you over yeah that is unfortunately an extra layer so i am super busy brained right mm. i i really struggle i think to slow down ever um uh you know you know i keep really erratic sleep patterns and i'm always busy and i'm always kind of in places and doing things and it's it's sometimes it's hard just for me to sit down and do nothing i just really don't reach that kind of space very easily mm-hmm. and so uh you know what made that sometimes more possible for me was actually just physical exhaustion and i feel like that i actually just can't seem to be busy enough um so even if i kind of am out of emotional energy because obviously as we all know the pandemic is pretty stressful right existential crisis that we're all in imminent threat of death type thing uh that requires a lot of emotional energy uh you know and depending on you know what everyone's kind of individual situation looks like depends on how much physical energy that they're spending um for me i can't seem to spend enough like mental and physical energy, even though I'm out of emotional energy. And so it's hard for me to practice uh, that stillness and being mindful and being in that space because I can't seem to kind of exhaust the reserves of just kind of like potential energy that I keep stored kind of as a physical and mental reserve. So I haven't found anything that's been able to kind of exhaust my mind, even though I thought that, well, gosh, you know, I'm now getting into video games and learning about all this stuff. And suddenly I'm a tech wizard. And like, I didn't know anything about any of this, you know, about a year ago. And suddenly I know all the things. And so that's just kind of a a manifestation of where I've decided to try to spend as much energy as possible. And that's actually still not adequate for me because I actually need a combination of stimuli. Um, I need to be able to have that exertion right on all three fields, right? The mental, physical, and emotional. And because I'm really lacking in two departments, I literally can't spend it um, in the amount of time I have in the day. 
And that is even with me extending my day to the crazy hours that I do. Um, so I think that that's probably one of the hardest things for me because I'm someone who allocates spaces in my home for different tasks. So just like they talk about, you know, that you shouldn't watch television from your bed or that you shouldn't work in the same place that you relax. And, you know, those sorts of spaces, you know, the, the like mental, yeah. Adam's like, well, I do all of that in this <laughs> room. <laughs> this is my space for all of the things. Yeah. Um, I think that, uh, for me, I am very, very good about kind of compartmentalizing uh, what different kind of utility spaces are for. Um, but I literally just don't have anywhere to put all of this energy. Um, I think that's the hardest thing. And so for me, even when, you know, people are like, no, just go. To be fair, I do need a new skipping rope. I literally recently lost a skipping rope because obviously it's pinging on the cement over and over and over again. So it has worn out. So that's on my list of things that I, I desperately, I'm like, I need to pick this up from Amazon. I need a new one. But, um, you know, I keep free weights in this space in here. So that way, even when I'm streaming, I can try to combine moments, right? When people can, you know, instigate, you know, a few sets for me to do, right? Because I need to then try to combine those outputs so that way I can in some way relax afterwards. Um, and, and for me personally, I haven't found a space basically amongst all my spaces to be able to dump the level of energy that I need to, to, to create that stillness um, that, that you're talking about. Like you said, going to yoga, um, like you said, you know, someone who actively practices meditation and teaches others, like that doesn't, has never really personally worked for me. It takes basically for me to be just totally exhausted for me to find any sort of stillness. So I am yeah. antsy. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, the reason it hasn't worked for you, I would, I would argue, is you've just had really bad people trying to teach you meditation. Um, <laughs> probably, for probably. anyone that, that that teaches meditation out there, just just as a, a quick thing, if all you're doing is telling people to sit down and go um, fuck off out of the industry, um, you can you can find your 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 moment if you're listening to Metallica, if that's something that relaxes you. But anyway, um, yeah, I mean, I I kind of agree. Like, I've I've always had fucked up um, sleeping patterns. Always, I I, I sleep. Um, well, not actually not sleeping patterns. I've always had um, a lot less sleep. So I sleep three to four hours a night. I've always slept three to four hours a night. And I know there's going to be people go, oh, you've got to, you've got to um, make sure you sleep your eight hours. It's not fucking true. It's individual. Actually, there's a, there's a good, there's 2% of the world population that actually actively can't. Um, but also it depends on your age, um, on your, your sex, on everything around you. The idea that you would make a... 14 year old only sleep eight hours is actually damaging to them because they do need more sleep because it's actually helping repair their body if you um get somebody that's a lot older in their 80s 90s and tell them to sleep eight hours a lot of them can't they can only sleep three hours their brain just doesn't allow them to do anything else i've always been three or four hours the main thing for sleep is you get the amount that you actually need not that you force yourself to have eight hours because for yes for a lot of people six to eight hours works but for a lot of people it also doesn't and to force your body to try and do something especially for sleep which is actually important if you're trying to fuck up your your body clock by doing that and forcing it to sleep more it's not good for you anyway um i've just heard a lot of bullshit from the woman behind the huffington post of just going oh it's all sorted now i've done that no it fucking hasn't fuck off um I'm, I'm on one i'm sorry guys um but uh but for me i used to like one o'clock in the morning i would go to the gym because i was 24 hour gym so i'd be like one o'clock i know yeah i'll go and exhaust myself like you say and it wasn't even the it's weird because it wasn't even the exhaustion of like doing too much because i could have done the same physical stuff at home not the same but you know enough physical stuff but it was just the it felt right like i go to the gym you, you exhaust yourself you walk home you go to sleep that, that was just it that was just what you do and yes guys walk home from the gym the amount of people that that go get one that's they fucking drive to that's not the point of a gym you idiots um I know it's one o'clock in the morning, so yeah. But you know, you go there and you you exhaust yourself and then come back. And there was something about that that just made it better. So I get that idea of exhausting yourself. It's the whole mental side of it is it's almost a routine that you get used to as well. And trying to rewrite it during lockdown just doesn't work as well because you just get so in your own head about it when, when you're doing stuff. And yeah, there's so many changes during lockdown, like you say finding somewhere that you don't do everything in and i do everything here i eat at this desk i do my university work at this desk i 
podcast i stream here i have my books to read in the background and i'm packing up ready to move but i used to have my training equipment in the back here like everything was here everything is here i don't i don't go in my my lounge to watch tv because i actually although i have a tv i don't have a tv license i i um i just stream stuff and i have a fucking massive tv in there but i i watch it on this screen here because you know it looks just as good here one tenth of the size but it's it's that weird thing if you just get used to that because oh well i do something here now i'm gonna do everything and you can get not just being sedimentary uh, sedimentary no sedentary so, that's it <laughs> god um yeah just not just not just being that but also just the idea of there's not a reason to go somewhere else um in in the house like when i was in three bed house i was still just going kitchen then my office and, you know, okay, my office is bigger there, but it was, it, you know, the extra walk doesn't really do that much. So it's, it is important to do that, I think. And even if all you ever did was do, you know, kitchen, office, but then you went to the gym, you also interacted with the outside world and other people because, you know, you've got to fucking say hello to someone when you go in half the time. You know, not all gyms have someone on the desk or something, but you just pass someone that you see every night Oh, you're right. Yeah. Oh, you'll be in a bit early tonight. Okay. You know, that's just that kind of stuff or looking for, a, you know, a class that you might want to do or whatever it is. It can be quite, quite difficult. Now, the other thing as well about about all that is you can get stuck in your own head from where you are moving around the gym and everything else can make you feel very different about your appearance. Now, those of you that haven't noticed, because there's no hairdressers open, I basically said, fuck it. I'm not going to shave. So for about past three weeks, I just haven't bothered shaving. So it just looks, I'm turning into like the Grizzly Adams, anyone that's old enough to remember their program. Um, because fuck it. Like that's, and unfortunately that's in my head of just like, well, I can't get a haircut. So that's not looking good. I kind of, right. I'll just, who cares? And you get that kind of, and I'm, I'm in like, I know much to, to Lee's dismay right now. I'm in jogging bottoms um, <laughs> and pretty much all dark. So I have that because it's just you end up doing that like you you might dress a bit better when you're going out in the day because I go out every day I make sure I can get out of the house but then you come home and you're going to go yeah but I just get in jogging bottoms and just put a hoodie on because why not it's just easier like this is basically this is like wearing pajamas this is the more acceptable way of wearing pajamas that's what that's all this is any of the rest of you that are doing exactly this I know what you're doing because I'm doing it too is jogging bottoms <laughs> and a hoodie there's no t-shirt underneath this this is this is basically pajamas um yes. and you just end up doing it because and and I'm sure there's plenty of other guys in fact I know there's other guys that have just gone well, I'm not gonna bother shaving the amount of people I know who would clean shaven all the time that have just now suddenly got beards I'm like <laughs> yeah well who cares I can't get a haircut to go with it and especially like in the UK like we say there's a lockdown until um, for hairdressers until at least like mid-April. So I've got another yeah. month and a half. So this might turn into a full-on beard by the time we, we come out of it. Um, I might, it, it, it's weird because I have a slightly babyish face that doesn't really go with this, I don't think. But there we go. Um, but if you can't do this, then you're just going to go, well, this is not looking good at the moment. This is too long. So, uh, and I think that gets into your own head, especially if you're not going to the gym because it's just everything. And the problem is that that can go, that can like go back into it. Now, weirdly, I think for me, at least, it's an advantage that I have my sandbag and stuff in here because it means that I don't avoid doing workouts. I literally go, ah, oh, it's a sandbag, shit. Right, okay. Um, you know, I do it in between streams on, on Twitch. For anyone that um, doesn't know me, and Lee are both um, affiliates on, on Twitch. We both stream. Um, that's stupid hours. But um, I do, like on a Wednesday, I do two streams. So I will literally do my first stream and then work out and then do my second stream. So I'm, I'm always, I've, it's kind of, I'm almost set myself a time period in there. So I, I get to do that. But for a lot of people, it will be the case that they've gone, it, it's gone back and forth. It's like, oh, well, I don't want to, oh, working out. Okay, we'll do that. Yeah, but I can't look after my uh, myself as much now. I can't look the way I want to. So yeah, but now there's no point working out anymore. So then, oh, no, there's this. And, then, and it just gets worse and worse and worse. And then your whole mental health is going with everything else. Now, I don't know if you have that much uh, of an issue because of the fact that obviously you have somebody else there with you. So you're always kind of, I think there's always a feeling of, oh, well, I better look a bit better than, than total trash. Even if, and I'm not saying guys that uh, Lee is making herself look better for her point. I'm not fucking saying that. <laughs> I'm just saying it's like, if somebody else in the house 
has shaved that day. And I'm, by the way, guys, I, I shower every day. I'm not like in a complete <laughs> fucking mess here. But like if, if somebody else in the house has bothered to shave, if somebody else in the house has put gel in their hair, if somebody else, whatever it is, you know, they've wear, worn some, um, some specific perfume because they thought I better do this. Um, that can make you feel a lot better and, and can bring you up. But at the moment, I think for a lot of people like myself, it's just like, well, I've got no gym to go to. So don't have to think about that. I don't have to make myself look better for the gym. The gym's not going to make me look better because it's not there. And it's just, it's a back and forth at the moment. Um, I don't know how it, how it is for you and how you, how you kind of feel about that. Yeah, so it's tough for me because I think um, one of the way I was raised is that like you always have to kind of look and be a certain way, right? Mm. So kind of a huge amount of social pressure and expectation to meet. Oh, I'm sure my um, mum doesn't like this. <laughs> you're like, oh, no, <laughs> my mother won't be pleased. Um, I, I think that like it, it is a little bit uh, different. My partner and I come from very different backgrounds. He comes from a very like blue collar working class background. Um, I come from... A, a bit more privilege and mm. so I think that the way that we kind of understand and and react to those expectations is a little bit different um and so also you know he basically due to the pandemic is working full-time at the Amazon warehouse right so he wears a lot of kind of like hiking trousers and you know kind of like athletic tops because it is extremely difficult manual labor yeah. um you know moving those large parcels he's huge he's like six four he's probably 17 stone so he's a he's a big man and so he has no interest right in in wearing like you know real clothes or anything like that because he works six days a week and he's just like look it's either i'm sleeping or i'm in work clothes don't ask me to do anything else so i think that he would find what you're saying right now extremely relatable he's like look i don't have the space for anything else nor do i have the interest because i'm not necessarily getting you know kind of the positive feedback from the places that he enjoys like going to the gym right or having uh, somewhere to go out to right a reason right to be doing more um i this again a little bit controversial for me i think that just the way that girls are socialized um you know the way that we have to care for our appearance and how that's linked to our value, especially as a partner um, to someone, anyone, male, female, or otherwise, is different. Um, so I think that, you know, as much as we would all like to think that that doesn't matter, or we would like to think that it changed. Ultimately, that is the way that many of us um, were socialized and that it does still impact many of our relationships. So the way that I'm treated, if I'm not up together, right? Versus the way my male partner is treated when he's not up together. They look at him as hardworking and like, you are putting, you are, you putting bread on the table and like, don't even worry about it. Like you are clearly hardworking, you know, no matter how tired or scruffy or whatever he looks. Um, if I were to look equally tired and scruffy, there would be fallout. <laughs> so yeah. not necessarily from my partner, but I just kind of think from from the way the society would react generally to that. So not having um, a space like the gym where the expectation, again, I think is different between males and females and great as much as that's changing and like body positivity is really taking some steps forward. Um, it is still different. And so, you know, it's also different in the LGBTQ plus community, um, especially for, you know, male and female partners there. And, you know, so especially for, for men and, and how they kind of have their own kind of social divisions and hierarchies and how that matters to them in their social constructs versus how that matters in, you know, cis social constructs are different. And, you know, for me personally, if, if I am not at the gym, not keeping fit, not taking care of my appearance, there are social consequences to that that do also severely impact my mental health. Um, so like uh, if I were to post a picture on social media um, where I was just doing a very average thing, um, I will still be wearing normal clothes. I won't have like lounge clothes on even in my own house. Um, you know, I think one of the first pictures I posted on like my, my Twitch Instagram was just like, I was studying, you know, I was reading. Um, my partner took the picture and I was still in like denim, like a nice sweater. I think I had like a baseball cap and glasses on and good socks and house shoes. And people were like, do you like sit around your house in jeans? And I was like, 
yes <laughs> like yes um because that for me is a it's like a casual trouser and so uh, I think just you know expectations are a little bit different and I think without having an outlet like the gym and the physical activity it gets harder for me to want to be dressed it gets harder for me to want to put in that effort like you were saying just throwing on that top be like oh great this is this is super convenient my go-to like lounge top like if I have woken up late and streaming is about to start if you see me in a rugby top and a baseball cap you will know <laughs> it is a casual day um as opposed to uh you know a button down and like my hair's combed so I it does severely kind of have this knock-on effect right between well I'm not going to the gym so this part of my physical appearance is kind of being neglected so that impacts your mental health, right? And how you feel about yourself. Um, not just necessarily, oh, I can't lift as much weight or I can't run as fast or I can't get in as many reps, but literally you just, you're not getting the chemical uh, reactions in your brain that you were getting when you were exercising regularly. And that chemically affects how you feel um, aside from the fact that your appearance might be changing a little bit um, as well as, you know, contributing to that if you're not feeling quite as good as about yourself, you might not be as willing, like you said, to be up and dressed, uh, you know, to be kind of putting the time into your appearance because you go, well, who is this for? Right. And especially if you're not feeling good about yourself, you aren't going to be willing to do that for, to say, well, you know what, I'm not going to do this for anyone else. I'll do it for me. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that that's a hard bridge to cross. Yeah. It's, it's appearance is always a hard one because there's, you always get the, the arguments of people of, um, you know, whether you should just accept the way you look. But the problem is, is that that's not that easy. It's very much not that easy if you have lost weight that is, was linked to your own mental health. So for anyone, I will hopefully better do above me somewhere will now be a picture of what I used to look like. Um, and that difference to now you can see just in my face, you can see that. But um, that was a journey I went through. And although I am clearly not there now, I still, for one, I still wear clothes that are like way too fucking big for me like it's massive like i don't buy clothes that fit me properly i actually had that when i very first lost the weight one of my best friends from university said adam you do know that like, like you could wear like the proper sizes now you, you could just like i was like no 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 it's, it's i'm still gonna wear like xl he's like but why what the fuck um because technically depending on where i go i can i can or at least probably could at the beginning of lockdown anyway fit into mediums for some places not all the time because i'm not i'm a bit too broad for like long sleeve shirts that doesn't really work but um but like i could wear smaller but i still wear the bigger clothes and i think what what the problem with lockdown becomes with appearance is that even if you're not getting bigger like i know i've put a bit of weight on but i have not put significant weight on like a lot of people around won't have put significant weight on but they'll still be like oh well yeah now i need need to wear this and you know that's that's the way it is now and it's, it just becomes a big issue when all you're kind of thinking about is is your own kind of appearance and like you say when you can go out and you can it just feels when you when you're going to the gym like because the weird thing is is that i would go to the gym and probably wear these jogging bottoms and a t-shirt however i would probably look in better better kind of i'd look better than i do now well when i'd have had a shave um but i like i wouldn't i wouldn't look so slovenly but i do because it's it's the posture it's it's everything about it and there's amazing things to, to be said for the posture like um anyone that knows twitch um will know that one of the main things on the on the channel um, point redeem is posture check that's the one that everyone uses for me the most because I sit like this and I need to sit up like that, which is actually house and shit. Like I'm, I'm nowhere near the fucking mic. The mic should actually be here, but I sit like this. And so it needs to be. So I get the project and it's simple things like that, that you don't do that. Like normally, if you're, if you're feeling good, you're dressed up nicer, like you're, you're whatever you're doing, you will sit into an, a, a better position. Even if you're not upright, you, you will sit back. And you'll be more kind of relaxed in how you're doing it. But, oh, well, you know, it doesn't matter. And everything goes down. And the problem is that that gets on to everything else. And just going to the gym, just seeing other people is a big thing for that. And like you say, you've got, you know, having somebody else there, whatever it is, um, it just makes you have that, that little kind of kick of, oh, well, you know, maybe I should, uh, maybe I should just look a bit better. And as you say, it's, 
I think for a lot of people, even if you actively try and not make it something that's in your life, it, it just is. I mean, the amount of people, let's think about the amount of people on TikTok who don't wear, uh, girls who don't wear makeup one string. And then everyone fucking has a go at them. You're like, oh, fuck off. Like, I, why, why does it matter to you? Yeah, well, like, why the fuck does it matter to you that they're not wearing makeup? Like, if they're comfortable, who gives a fuck? Um, now, for some of the people on, like, TikTok, Twitch, Twitter, whatever, it's fine. They're just going to go, I don't fucking care. That, that's all right. You know, that their, their, their mental health isn't fixed to that. But for some people, it is. And so that's a normal thing they're going to have to, you know, it's, should be dealt with by the, the society as it is anyway. But that also means that it's likely they have some kind of body confidence or body issue for the gym, for working out, for things like that. And it may be that they actually look like no different, but going to the gym might actually just make them stand a little bit taller. It might change their posture a little bit differently. And it just gives them their self-confidence because that's the biggest thing is that the way you look for everything when going to the gym is it all comes down to self-confidence. You may be exactly the same size and be just identical to, to outside of lockdown. Nothing's changed. You're the same, but suddenly you're hunched over, you like this, you just uh, you can't be bothered to do your hair or whatever it is. And suddenly your mental health goes down with it because if you hold yourself differently, oh, now suddenly it feels different. Oh, my body doesn't feel like it used to. Yeah, because you used to sit like this. You used to, you know, bring yourself up more and you just have nicer hair or whatever it was and it just causes a continuous issue for you which it really shouldn't be and i mean society's gonna fuck with it anyway I, I mean it's weird because what people would wear as well during lockdown is because i've had this discussion with someone before about um cultural even in the uk so if i had someone with um that was relatively middle class from the city and someone that was relatively middle class from the countryside we wear different things anyway. So I'm, I'm middle class and I'm from the, I'm from the countryside. So I'm, I'm very much kind of in the, the middle, middle, maybe slightly upper middle from the countryside. So I automatically, jeans and a jumper is actually dressing up. And I, you know, you can pull it off and actually look very nice in the jeans and, and jumper and, you know, nice shoes, whatever. You can do it and look nice. But that's a go-to, which is still relatively comfortable. Main reason being it's, um, it's practical. Whereas in, in the town, you know, the right kind of trainers, the, the right branded stuff, you know, because that, that's the way that middle class works there to a point. It's, it's a lot of it is anecdotal, but, you know, that's that's the way you look at it. So when both of you end up wearing the same thing just because, oh, well, I wear my my attempted pajamas, that becomes that becomes the problem, because neither of you, even if it's even if you're used to wearing something slightly nicer or slightly more rewarding, now you're both in the same. Everyone looks the same. Everyone. If you look at like a TV program that's that's been done in front of um, like a Zoom call or whatever. Half of them haven't bothered doing themselves up. It's quite interesting to see. You see, can see some of them have very clearly dressed up for the camera, but then some of them are the same as me. They're just in like, yeah, let's just wear some of this. And, and it's just so harsh to see people not, and, and myself as well, is not being able to see the reason to do it because sport fitness and everything has really done it for you and i mean there's a lot of um there's a lot of sports people that say if they just miss one day at the gym suddenly they're really down and i mean so did you find it was an immediate thing for you where it was okay i'm not the, i'm not at the gym now i'm not whatever oh, okay i feel a bit shit or was it a gradual kind of okay now this has been like a week and a half uh, now this has been like a month oh my god this has been a fucking year like, is it, is it, what kind of things it had on you? I think it was, it was a little bit more gradual for me. Um, I think that even though I was super busy, like I had something gym related to do every single day, mm. um, sport related at least, I kind of it immediately dumped my energies into other things. And I think that my mind had kind of said, well, this is a special circumstance, right? Um, so it was easier at first on my mental health because the way that my mind was compensating and justifying the circumstance was not just like I personally failed to go to the gym, which would be, you know, any other normal day outside of the pandemic. I think that I, you know, absolutely in the past, have felt the immediate effect of that. But I think that because here we are in the pandemic, that my mind, you know, had kind of set up some supports to say, well, look, it's a special circumstance. 
we're not going to be down about this. We're going to get back into it. Don't worry. Especially because when lockdown first started, everyone went mental, right, for at-home fitness. And it was easy to feel that kind of energy that, like, communities had towards doing fitness together at home, right? Um, but if you notice, that lasted about six weeks. And and then people realized that one, as their company started to adapt to maybe different work from home programs, that they weren't just simply off work anymore, you know, and, and getting pandemic pay, but that they had to kind of try to adapt their lives to resume their their career duties and responsibilities, as well as now caring for their home responsibilities, that suddenly that space that we were all making to help support our mental and physical health and how, you know, those two were connected kind of evaporated. So I think that that also happened, you know, to me. So um, I was doing my postgraduate studies and, you know, again, like loss of access and then, you know, just like, you know, then finally finishing and leaving that program and then, you know, being back and going, okay, well, what now? What now? And then not having something to fill that space with, there was like this kind of three, I would say almost three month drawdown before I was like, right, I feel this every day. Every day I feel the impact of not having this. So there, there was definitely a, a more gradual decline for me, but now it's something that I feel is like pressing. Um, and uh, I know that, for, for example, I think rugby clubs and things are allowed to come back at the end of March, right? So for, for myself personally, um, I've set some, some target goals, right, about, you know, certain fitness levels and things that I want to make sure that I have at a minimum before returning to team training. Yeah. Um, great. That's something that for me is like a personal, you know, drive that I that I can now latch on to. But for the past six months before that, I didn't have that because it was constantly back and forth. Are we allowed to meet? Are we not allowed to meet? Um, you know, even when we as a team tried to say, let's do Zoom workouts, like everybody had technical trouble. Then people actually just wanted to chat. And then it was like, all right, well, let's do some this and this and this. And, and then it was over in like 15 minutes. And I was like, what are we even all doing here right now? And so I think that that even became more of an emotional burden to set up and do than the actual workout itself. So it was kind of like, for me personally, I, I struggle with this now every single day, right? Uh, like on my Twitch channel, I made Lifredeems cheaper because I was like, please spend those points. Like I will do these sets because, uh, you know, I need it. I want that chemical dump from, you know, the endorphins and serotonin in my brain, bring it. Um, and I want the social aspect back. And I do know that for some people, especially professional athletes, um, and they do miss that one day, like you said, and it's an immediate drag on their mental health. I think that outside of this particular special circumstance that we're all in, I felt that impact somewhat as well, probably not as severely as a professional athlete, but because, you know, five to six days a week, I was involved in sport and gym, you know, that's, that's a lot of my week, you know, at least two thirds every single week, like clockwork. And um, so to then lose that part of my routine, and I'm someone who adores structure and routine, uh, that was huge for me. Uh, and, but like I said, aside from the special circumstance, like I would have felt it immediately, but for me, it was a little bit more of a gradual decline. But now that I'm like down the slow part of the slope, I'm just now in the bottom of the ravine going, huh, I should call the fire brigade. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it can be, it can be a nightmare. I mean, one of the biggest um, issues for me was because I'm, I, I suffer from depression um, and <laughs> one of the things that is the most annoying for for people with depression um depending on what type is you know 50,000 different types but one of the one of the main markers is um procrastination but at the same time the fact that you want to do everything and so it's i i end up i i have ended up at certain times going well i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do this doing them but spending a week or two unable to do them and that was where the gym kind of came in where and that's where for me it was probably a bit more immediate because I could, that was almost my way of not being progressive. That was the one bit that was always, right, you're going to the gym now. You're going to, you know, you've got a class then, you're going to go and do that class. And that was it. Um, that was the one thing I didn't need to use my brain to go and do that. And so the procrastination, all that kind of, it helped that because it was, well, no, look, you've fucking done this. You meant to do this. So why can't you do the work? Right, let's get into it. And, and it's one of the things, because, you know, with depression it is that that idea that, 
um it's just too you may know everything you're doing you may you, you know exactly how to do it but your brain just doesn't it will find everything not to and people never understand this because they're just like we've just been lazy it's like, that's not how depression fucking works um nope. it's you you just can't your brain is telling you no do not do this you you don't want to do this you can't do this there's something you know and that was where the gym really helped me is that the gym literally as i say it wasn't something i needed to think about it's something my body knew what to do i'd turn up at the gym and I, you know even if i was meant to be changing up that week i could just do the same thing and at least I'd done something. And my brain would go, right, okay, look, you, you've done something. You are doing stuff. You can move forward with this, which is a lot harder, I think, um, without the gym. Even if you're getting, like I said, I've got the sandbag in the corner. I've got my my um, row machine and, and weights and things like that um, out there in my lounge. But it's still not quite the same. It's still kind of, you can get procrastination in that. You can try and move it in. But it can be very difficult. I mean, I had the the whole thing at the beginning of lockdown as well. I mean, luckily, I've kept it up to a point. But I, the very first thing I did when we were hitting lockdown, I bought a rowing machine, indoor rowing machine. And I did, so in lockdown, I did, um, so yeah, and when it came in, I did 90 miles in 17 hours, 24 minutes. So I did 30 miles running, 30 miles rowing, 30 miles cycling. And I did that at home it was a charity event so i was doing that as a kind of you know oh well everyone's doing this well i've got to do i've got to do a bit more and that was that was the depression side of me coming just gonna go well you, no 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 because the actual so <laughs> this was for for brain trust who i support anyway and it was the idea that um so they did a thing called 30 in 30 and it was the idea that you did a mile a day either rowing cycling or running over a month so over november so you had 30 days you did you know so at the end you did 30 and i just went well, how about I do all three of them and I do it in one day? And they just went, wait, what? The f- what do you mean? I was like, yeah, yeah, no, I'll do it 24 hours. I'll, get, I'll just do all three of them. Um, I'll get myself a machine um, and we'll, we'll be good. And that's how it kind of started with that challenge. And then that was me. The depression was coming. No, no, you've got to do more. Fuck you. You've got to do more. Like the 15 and 15. I'm doing 15 and 15 because it was just like, well, I need a challenge. And uh, constantly I have my challenge channel on, on YouTube of like, set me a challenge now the challenges have gone down like it's, it's basically a vlog channel at the moment because it's very hard to get into them i think that's where it gets to me more is that it got to me immediately because of that i also was built up in the in the peak because everyone else is doing it so it's something you can get into but then even when you're working out a bit more it just it just dwindles and it's dwindled for me especially the challenges because the challenges that i was trying to set myself to basically for charity were all kind of physical ones this year i was hoping to do the 15 and 15 which i still will do but i was also having to do kilimanjaro um the three peaks challenge they were all things i was going to be doing this year i still want to and eddie hall if you're watching please i still want to pull a truck a truck or a plane and i need to talk to a strong man to one even know if i have the physical build to be able to do that but like ethan um or bazinga from the sidemen did it and he's got a great inspirational um uh, documentary you can find it on youtube where he talks about um his battle with um with depression he talks about his battle when he was really big and using fitness to get over that and literally what he's done now luckily he's got the money that he can kind of do stuff outside of the norm um but he pulled a truck in it so i'm like fuck it that's what i want to do but they're all built up and so it's you know even that that challenge channel like literally my name on YouTube, and the reason for my name on Twitch, if anyone's ever wondered if they've seen me on there, is up for the challenge. That's why, because that's what it all started as, but it's dwindled bit by bit by bit by bit. Um, and it does kind of get get to you um, like more than it, it, it hits, and then it just kept hitting for me. I know for you, it was a bit more kind of, um, you didn't really kind of realize it. I think for me, it was, oh no, I realized it immediately, but then it's like, Okay, now I'm now I'm with everyone else. Okay, we can do something. But then it's just like, no, 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 it's still happening. It's still happening. It's and then I obviously I've moved out into a flat into the interim, and I'm there's no one else around. Um, and I'll probably be moving in, hopefully. Hopefully, if my estate agent stop fucking doing their work, um, I will be moving into my house just as we start to come out of the pandemic, <laughs> or at least as, as the shops start to come out. So I'll have spent most of the pandemic completely isolated off. Like I'm in a flat. So I'm, I don't really even meet neighbours. I'm in a flat. I get into, you know, it's a nice, nice area. It's only three flats in it. It's not like I'm in a, you know, a massive kind of multiplex thing. Um, and then I was in the house before and there was no one else around. So I could just disappear. And that's the problem. Now we're coming out of it. It's a, it's a little bit different, but it is very hard. Um, was there anything else you wanted to kind of add there about 
like the issues with fitness, like you say, obviously with with um, with your things with lupus and everything else, there's been other kind of additional stuff. But is there anything else you kind of wanted to to say as we kind of close up? No, I I think that we've really covered everything really well. I think that there is a lot of discussion amongst people who do fitness professionally. Um, about the link between um, physical fitness and their mental health. I think that where there is kind of a gap in the literature and in the discussion is basically how it affects normal people, right? Just, I'm talking the, the I go to the gym maybe once a week type people. Um, not necessarily the people that have the kind of routine um, that I was lucky enough to have or that you were lucky enough to have, but the people who kind of, like you said, they use the gym as a social space. They use it as a space to kind of, you know, expend their physical energies and frustrations that maybe they haven't been able to work out otherwise. Mm. And whether that means that they're going, like you said, to a spin class or doing yoga or, you know, just spending some time on their own circuit training, or honestly, like I'm talking bare minimum, uh, people who approach physical activity or physical fitness, you know, very casually, which is just fine. Um, it's better than the person who does nothing. Right. So I think that where, where we are kind of not, not we necessarily as an us, but where others are missing um, parts of the discussion is that they aren't necessarily talking about how their physical activity and mental health are connected for those people who it's not necessarily, you know, I'm going to say it, but kind of a crutch, or support that is built into their daily life. Mm. Right? It's something that they expend that mental and physical energy um, when they need to, when they want to, when they have that space. And that those people are also really impacted. Um, I think almost more so because in, in a way, right, that it might be the case that people like us have other ways to recreate that discipline at home, either because we already had the gear. Like you said, you bought yourself a rowing machine. Yeah. Um, you thought I can make that investment, but the, the person who says, well, I only go to this anytime fitness once every couple of weeks, you know, or, or on, you know, a couple of weekends a month or something like that, or maybe they use a gym that has a pool and they like to go and swim laps, you know, and do up and down the lanes once a week or something. And that for them is their kind of escapism. Uh, I think that for those people, I, I feel that they are really impacted in a way that isn't discussed. So I think it's so great that, you know, we spent the time saying that, look, it is a social space. You know, there are things that aren't just necessarily like, well, my body is, you know, deteriorating. And so I feel bad about it. I think that the discussion is more nuanced. And so I'm glad that we were able to kind of shed some light from our own personal experiences about how the gym impacts people's mental health in a way that isn't just necessarily, well, I don't have this one part of my daily routine and I need it. Um, it really is the person who says, hey, you know what, I just kind of felt like going or that, hey, you know what, this is where the one place where I went to kind of do a little bit of self-improvement and I don't have that now. And I feel kind of shit about it. Um, I think that those people, um, when they kind of lack uh, that space now due to lockdown and the pandemic generally, even if you're not in a lockdown necessarily, like if you're in the United States or places that are more lenient, um, I think that the reality is, is that a lot of people <clears throat> in some spaces are not making the decision to just go out. And so then they are still losing um, that avenue and that outlet. And so, yeah, I think that the fact we spent some time discussing the impact, not just on people who the gym and physical activity or sports are a huge part of their life, but on the people who maybe approach it a little bit casually, that it's still equally important to them and, you know, to their mental health. So I just really appreciated uh, the time and space here on your podcast. So thank you. Cool. And uh, guys, if anyone, anyone out there is um, a sports science uh, major, there you go there's your paper um <laughs> so look at that side of it. You're, you're quite right i mean there are people that you know it's that, that office worker that just needs one day to kind of take out um something uh, i will uh, say we'll back that up before somebody makes a comment although it'd be nice to get a comment um the idea of i am well aware that the idea of taking out any kind of excess energies and aggression by punching something isn't actually there's no research that actually proves it um you know that whole thing of like oh well you can just let out all the aggression by hitting your pillow and stuff like that. actually no you don't actually the anger is likely to be increased um there's the research is completely against it however as crisis uh sorry that's twitch name as leah said and as i i've said is um actually for um 
for using a gym for running for walking for doing some weights that is helpful there has been research behind that so it, it really is it can be a big thing it can be that one release of excess energy like you say for for the non-gym goers who are kind of even if it's even if it's not even once a week even if it's once a month you kind of go oh well yeah i always meet up with whoever that that one that one session so i can do something and kind of release it um and they haven't been able to so you know has it just been bottled up and gone somewhere else or it can be quite quite interesting but thank you very much for for joining me if anyone's wondering we will put the um links below for both myself and um these twitch channels um mine i am absolutely mental health full stop so it matches the podcast so you won't be surprised um uh, lee is more of a variety streamer does bits and pieces also does um stuff with mental health and stuff like that does do talks i'll also put a link to my website uh, which has a resources page um, for the UK, but also worldwide. If you click on the thing at the top, for anyone that's suffering from the effects of lockdown, or anything like that, there are resources on there. So please do give it a click. Um, but thank you very much, Lee, and thank you all for watching. And um, we'll see you again next time. Cheers, everyone.